Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. I am so fab. Check out, I'm blonde. I'm skinny. I'm rich. And I'm a little bit of a bitch. I wanna dress you up in silk. Tap it up. Tailor these clothes to fit your guilt. What's your size? This purse can hold my black card and tiara. Versace promise. Welcome to Flamon's end of the year spectacular 2013, going out with a or several bangs. Um, I am Brian the Bear. I have with me all of my family of Flamon. Starting going counterclockwise, we have Eric, the Muscle Pig Daddy. Oh. Oh, hey. All of them together. <laughs> counterclockwise? <laughs> I say counterclockwise or is it clockwise? We have Joshua, the question, Yale. Yeah, hey. With What's a up? very monumentous announcement at a later moment here in the show. So please stay oh, tuned. I wanted to just say it right now. You are bust. No, wait. Make them wait. <laughs> okay. Make them earn it. Okay. Wait till they bust. Tease the exactly. Yeah. Lots of foreplay in this episode. Y'all. Give me the bridge. Now, that is I oral. Feel like bust loose. <laughs> bust loose. <laughs> Give me the bridge, y'all. Give me the bridge, y'all. Oral is the scarlet bitch. You know what? Not the scarlet love, bitch. No, I love geeks out. Uh-huh. And every time I see scarlet bitch, I die a little that uh-huh. I didn't think of it first. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, Honey. it could have been the twiddle handle. But like your drag name I, will surpass and eclipse that. I'm just I'm working you on wait. That. I actually I'm saying it now because that way I'll actually do it. My <laughs> drag performance in my mind is a birthday gift to you, and I know exactly what I want to do, Eric. But it's just I there's a lot of work to be done. Well, I cannot well, I'm wait excited. for that. Uh, I'm going to create an event right now. (laughs) (laughs) In true uh, comic book style, uh, editor's note, 
Follow Eric or Oral's drag adventures, and drag is the new spandex. That's me. Also available on this people. feed. Uh-huh, bitch. And, of course, last but certainly never least, our one and only draw uh, aficionado. It just doesn't work. I never get it right. Jared. <laughs> I'm sorry. One well, day we'll come up with the, the absolute end-all to be-all title. Heart slave. <laughs> slave to your own master, though. That's the thing. I mean, you really... Mm. Master yourself all the time, I guess. I reek of shame right now. No, oh. <laughs> I wasn't going to say shame anything. and other things. <laughs> Seriously. All right. So this is the end of the year spectacular. Instead of giving you our normal reviews of what is hot and popular in, in pop culture and comic books and movies and music and all the stuff we normally do, this very special episode, special for many reasons, we are doing our end of the year picks, things that we like the most that, as some might say, made us happy this year. Let's start with movies. Woman tingly. I mean, it's woman tingly. Girl, what you doing there? Don't you, worry about did it. Did you just talk to... <laughs> yeah, Don't what worry movie about it. Is, is this you're watching? It's I'm, called Monistat, huh? Oh, <laughs> no. Oh. Not so fresh feeling. The changes. That's the changes. Girl, honey. <laughs> All right. So movies. Um, this was actually a very uh, up and down year for movies. There were a lot of weeks where just crap, nothing. But then there were monumental things like recently... The uh, new Hobbit movie came out. Which I haven't seen. And I don't know who's going to pick that, but I would like to start with Elysium. Now, I don't remember. Was I the only one who saw Elysium? You were the only one who saw it in the North Continental United States, yes. Was it District 11 was the first? (laughs) District 9. (laughs) District 9 Redux is what it felt like to me. Yes. So you saw it too? I did not. Oh, you didn't? Okay, but you saw it. From the preview. But that's your favorite movie of the year? I really think it is because I was thinking back, and I mean, I did just see The New Hobbit, and we'll talk about that, I'm sure, sometime in the future. But I really think Elysium uh, stood out as a movie that not only had a very strong uh, message, um, sort of almost too strong in some reviews, but I just love good science fiction movie that you can believe the world like the world building is so strong and i also love dystopia i really think that as much as i'm an optimist i like seeing that negative what if technology goes wrong what if jody foster rules the world dystopia <laughs> exactly <Lesbian> takes over <laughs> i mean tilda swinton <laughs> it really should have been but no i mean the movie was just beautiful and i actually have the soundtrack too and i love music and i'm a musician and I, the music to that movie really complements everything about the world the the uh, matt damon you know as much as i'm not a huge matt damon fan i don't think he hurt the movie by being in it in fact that probably helped with some of the sales and was a very strong lead but not the kind of lead that you might have seen him ever do I mean, his character is kind of a down-on-his-luck everyman who gets caught up in a bad situation, and at the end of the day, all he cares about is helping uh, some of the people in his life. And that seems to, although originally, like, he's it's trying to... plot to Goodwill Hunting? I, well, maybe a little bit. But, <laughs> it's not your fault, man. It's not your fault. <laughs> forgot about that. Um, no, I mean, it's... it's, it's Neil Blumkampf has such a cool outlook on society, and yes, Blumkampf, it is very... that's a Pokemon. Is it? No. Oh, it should be. <laughs> it is very um, specific. Like District 9, very much thematically uh, a cousin to Elysium. Um, but just, ah, so cool. I mean, I, I really hope someday he gets to make a Halo movie because that was originally what 
Ooh, uh, District cool. 9 was going to be. It was a Halo project. And then that got scrapped. And so he took a lot of the, the cockroaches? work. Cockroaches? <laughs> no, no, not the cockroach part, but all the tech around it. Right. Like, that was very Halo influenced. Um, and I would love to see him realize the Halo universe because he has that grasp of technology to make it believable and realistic and feeling like it was lived in. And you, a lot of times in sci-fi movies, as much as I love, like, 2001 and Blade Runner, well, Blade Runners feels lived in, but, you know, you get that cold, detached feeling of sci-fi. But these worlds feel like there's just a bursting with humanity. So I, I think Elysium's my pick of the year, so... Um, of course, uh, I'm not the only one on the show, so please, let's start with Q. Oh, oh you're not? I oh, know. I'm okay. <laughs> I got carried away. We have to go into these complete details, I guess. <laughs> hey. So. Wait a minute. Are, are we not doing it clockwise? Oh, we, we can do it clockwise. I'm sorry. Jump around? We can jump around. Fine. I'm just following okay, my, my doc. Let's do it clockwise. <laughs> Eric. Oh, is this clockwise? I thought I was counterclockwise. <laughs> Shut up. I just moved over to the other side of the room, people. Uh-huh. <laughs> My uh, movie of the year was Superman, Man of Steel, not Superman, what? Man of Steel. I love that movie so much. I-, I can't even describe how much I loved it. It was it was just a fresh take on an old character. It was him thrown in this situation, and I love that. I love that he was thrown in this situation. He had to make a choice, and of course he chose us, but he didn't have to. Uh, it was before he was he becomes Superman. You know, he didn't have the namesake. He just had a fight. And he decided to fight for us. And I just love that whole thing. I love the action. I love the special effects. I loved it all. So that that's my pick. Of the, do I have to go to more detail like no, Brian did? you don't yeah. have to. And then, of course, you know, Henry Cavill looks so wow. dreamy. <laughs> Half naked, <laughs> running up. I think that's Bearded. what just... <laughs> Bearded, yeah. Uh, now, I think that, and then Superman having the chest hair coming out. Mm. So have you watched it since the theater? Have you bought it on Blu-ray or DVD Maybe. or whatever? So, I mean, I'm curious because this is one thing. Because I know when you, uh, Josh, when you saw it, you had an initial impression and then you kind of changed your mind a little bit, like softened. And then it changed again. I think you saw it like a third time. Right. So, I've only seen it the one time and I... I am just, I am, uh, I'm abhorred. Like I, I can't wrap my head around it, but I kind of want to buy it and watch it again. I did. And I just, I just saw, okay, I'm so, I'm sick. All right. So I saw Superman one, Superman two, Christopher Reeve ones. Uh And then I saw Man of Steel. And you know what? I always love Christopher Reeve movies, but for today's time and age, Man of Steel did it for me. Okay. You know? And I mean, I grew up, Christopher Reeve loved more than anything. That means a lot coming from you. You know? Oh, it's it's it meant he Christopher Reeve was, you know, that was my Superman for years. And now to see this new take on him, I'm very excited for it. Do you mind if I ask some sort of a side question? OK, so with this, the new the next movie being sort of Batman, Superman or maybe a Justice League type thing. Let's say Justice League. Okay, <laughs> Justice League. Seriously, it's at least Trinity. You, was, you being, um, you know, the Wonder Woman expert, what did you think of Gail Godot being cast as Wonder Woman? Well, so Oral and I, after we saw the release, mm-hmm. uh, we brought her up. On Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And after she did two years in the Israeli army. Yep. And then went for Miss Universe. Sounds like Diana to me. <laughs> <laughs> we, and, I, and let's be real. We're gay men. Why the fuck would we be watching Fast and Furious anything? Exactly. Like, I have we've two never words seen for you. I have Vin Diesel. Mm-hmm. I have two Paul words Walker. for you. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, we haven't seen her act in anything. In anything. And I so we're gonna we're gonna reserve judgment. It's like me and Elizabeth Olsen for yeah. Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. I have never seen her act in anything. 
really. She's actually know, been in a lot of stuff, like indie stuff, and she's really good. Yeah, all I know is the that. The best Olsen. Is that she. <laughs> the good Olsen. She's an Olsen, like, sister. Mm-hmm. And I, I think she's gorgeous, and I really. I which, see her in the role. Which one? Which movie is she in? She in oh, she's Avengers in Ultron. She in Ultron. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Gal. Oh, right. How do you say it? Gal Gadot. Gadot. Gal Gadot. I think. Gal Gadot. Like, I think a lot of people's problems were they're like, oh, she's not curvy enough. Oh, she's not tall enough. Whatever. But I mean, really, that Israeli army experience and the fact that she's not even she's not white purebred. That, right. Thank God. I'm like, I don't a Wonder Woman with an accent. I don't right. want to see what Wonder Woman needs another Linda Carter. It, I, I love her, but about I don't the want body that. type stuff. Yeah, you can work out. Are you like, kidding me? Sure. You've seen Christian Bale before and after doing Batman. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, there's working out and we don't know what Wonder Woman's could be wearing. They could give her complete armor. And yeah. if she's Wonder Woman in armor, she doesn't need to work yeah. out. Oh, you still like do, you, I mean. And you look at Sif. Sif looks fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, you're you know, right. She's not super buff. No. So, well, I, I'm very excited about what's coming, and I, I am glad you picked Man of Steel, because we did have a very fantastic episode this year about Superman's 75th yes, birthday, we and we had... A full knockout draw. I mean, it was it was it was a battle. Let's listen back to it now. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tempt Pat. He wants to do a clip show. It will happen if you. So, um, Joshua, what was your choice? Um, yeah, it was a big year for for superhero movies, like with Man of Steel. We had Thor two, Iron Mm -hmm. Man three, and all that stuff, but. Uh, sort of almost at the last second, gravity uh, went in and 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 did it for me. Yeah, it was probably one of the best movies, if not the best movie I've ever seen. And I did not get to see it in the theaters, I and I'm so and I, bummed. I tell you what, I saw it in real IMAX, not uh-huh. the fake Max theater yeah, that a lot Max, of theaters yep. have now, um, but a real like three story tall IMAX mm-hmm. with like surround sound mm-hmm. and uh, and 3D glasses and everything. And it was completely immersive. I felt like I was in space. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was breathtaking imagery and everything. But what really did it for me was like sort of the extra like symbol symbology and stuff he puts in the movie, and uh, and and just like the experiences of just how like lost in space she is, and how like she really shouldn't survive this. She almost has like this death, and then and then she has like this rebirth. So I watching it felt like I was alive, like I was dead, mm-hmm. and I was like I reached these like elation of, of happiness when like she achieved something and when she like failed at something like she like misses the the the, the handrail mm-hmm. she's trying to grab onto the spacecraft she's in drift into space and i i felt like i was like lost forever like all in, in this one course one 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 movie it was mm-hmm. absolutely spectacular and it was great talk about another director who has a real fear for feel for sci-fi this is Quaron's second sci-fi movie. The first one was Children of Men. Mm-hmm. And Children of Men blew me away mm-hmm. in the feeling of just absolute darkness and dread and how terrible the world is once people can't have kids anymore. You know, what, what a high concept Ultimate to explore. Ultimate desolation. Absolutely. And that he has, and, he, and you can, I mean, you know, he's a sci-fi guy. And I mean, he's made other movies, you know, that have been equally amazing that aren't science fiction. But I mean, you know, Harry Potter, the third one, that was mm-hmm. amazing and e beautiful. Itumamatambian. Itumamatambian, which is beautiful in a very kind of fucked up kind it of pseudo Really, as, for, as far as he good, he's he's really good at building these worlds and oh, yeah. stuff. Because he actually, you know, when he did that Harry Potter, he changed the entire world. Oh, and that's so. what they went with for the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. But he really, what he really does is find that he finds the humanity. Mm-hmm. He uses that to like, like personify different kinds of like humanity, which mm-hmm. is which is amazing, which is great. 
So, Oral, what was your favorite pick for the year? <laughs> My, I was I was thinking about this, and I thought about going highbrow, and I thought, no, the most enjoyable time I had in a theater. Everybody, shut up! Mm-hmm. Didn't say a word. Wait for it. Was Pacific Rim like that movie for me? Just like visually, was um was an experience. Also, it's a touchstone to everything that I loved, like, as a child growing up. It's, you know, that old school Godzilla feel mm-hmm. um, brought to a modern setting. It's, you know, Gigantor. It's Big uh-huh. O. It's, you know, every Gundam movie, or I'm mm-hmm. sorry, every Gundam movie and series you've ever watched. Mm-hmm. It's got this aspect of Power Rangers to it, and it all works. And yes, it's it's not it's not the deepest movie you don't leave you don't, out you of don't there go for that though yeah right? exactly. you don't leave saying oh you know like i now have this new like existential viewpoint of the world right it was just a really fun like entertaining movie and every time you got a reference mm-hmm. um however like subdued it was like i felt like yes like this director this writer like validates all of that nerdy like cotton candy sweetest gold like childhood that I had. Well, Guillermo nice. del Toro, I mean that's his like Hellboy. Mm-hmm. Look at the Hellboy movies that it plays did off. Did he that. do both Hellboys? Yeah. Oh, I only thought. Like oh, and he's one. gonna do the third one hopefully someday when like Hellboy's gotten a little older and they they have a whole plan. Um, but I mean, he just even from his first movie, I think it was no the second movie, uh, The Devil's Backbone. Uh, which is a Spanish language movie and is a gorgeous, dark, but yet there's like a little spark of like like joy in this really otherwise dark joy. T- no, Unspeakable joy. So, wait, I oh, have, and Pan's Labyrinth. I have another. I have another spin-off question for okay. you. Um, mm-hmm. you. Are you excited? Do you see the Godzilla trailer? I did. You did not. I did see it. Oh, you did. You did. Okay. So is another like sort of monster movie. Does that mm-hmm. excite you? Does that look good to you? It is because. Th- it's a different take. Like Pacific Rim offers you this bleak world, but it's not bleak because you know it still have it still has elements of the fantastic. Mm-hmm. When it comes to um, Godzilla today and what they've attempted to do and what Godzilla was towards the end. Like it is bleak. You're gonna die. (laughs) Well, and I'm glad that from what the trailer looks like, they didn't go overboard with the Cloverfield sort of thing. No, no. Which they could have, although it's been a few years. So, I don't know what the point with the army guys falling from the sky. Yeah, I was wondering. It's big monster guys. What are they gonna do? (laughs) Look, okay. Can I say it looked cool as hell when they were falling through the clouds and they had the red uh, smoke? That did look cool. And they're playing the music from 2001 at the end. You know all those. Yeah. yeah, that was creepy and awesome. I will say but that it looks great, but so the Man of Steel trailer looked great too. <laughs> hey, yeah, anyway, like so someone's it'll be someone's favorite next year, Jared. Jared, what did Jared pick? Well, um, since there's such a huge smorgasbord of movies to pick from, uh, I'm gonna have to go with Oblivion, <gasps> mainly because I really appreciate uh, Joseph Kaczynski's vision mm-hmm. as a filmmaker. Um, you know, he does the beautiful science fiction uh, type stuff. You know, he's got an architectural background, so really lended itself to Oblivion's visual style. 
Uh, and of course, Tron too. But. Well, I, I, I've okay. I'll admit this, and I'm very sad to say I have yet to see Oblivion, mm-hmm. even though it's been out forever. I love the soundtrack. I bought the soundtrack after I heard about M83. Yeah, that's and the best I part liked for me. a lot of their music before that, and I like a couple of the pieces in the movie. I, I don't think it worked as well as Daft Punk soundtrack for yeah, Tron Legacy, yeah. but I like that he as a director doesn't just go to, uh, uh, you know, Hans Zimmer, or, you know, Horner, or whoever, all the standard, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. he goes to these bands and says, Hey, let's make a cool universe. Yeah. And he has them do it before he makes the movie. I think, I don't know if you did it with M83 that way, but with Daft Punk, he's like, I want you guys to come up with some, some ideas and we're going to play this music while we're filming. So it kind of seeps into the, the crevices of the, the thought process of designing and, mm-hmm. and executing the movie. So, Can someone remind me what Oblivion was about? Tom Cruise, it's Far Future. every oh, single oh, science okay. fiction trope yes, bundled into a movie. I didn't mm-hmm. see it. Okay. Well, I am I very excited to still see it, so um, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Ooh, okay. A little Gladhouse, a little Independence Day. That's right. A little uh, Matrix oh, yeah. in there. Yeah. So awesome. Good choice. Good choices. All of these, I think, are movies that a lot of people saw this summer and also either loved or they about yeah we didn't mention it but i did enjoy frozen too that's exactly what i I was gonna say see this is where it's unfortunate we're doing our year end because i know there's a lot of like the hobbit you know all this stuff we really want to talk about um real quick frozen was really good everyone i've heard nothing bad yeah adina menzel's in it and she's Um. she's like a a witch type character who who's control of her powers Mm, sounds Mm. familiar um did anyone else see hobbit yet Mm -hmm. real quick beautiful Okay, and that's all you're going to say? Shut your mouth. <laughs> that's it. I, that's it. This is not a Hobbit. And we're moving. Episode. We're moving. Yeah. We're moving. Let's go to TV. Um, we are uh, going to go around. I'll start. Uh, Hannibal, beautiful, beautiful, unlike anything I've ever seen on television, about a subject matter that I had a little bit of familiarity, having read some of the books that uh, Sam Harris, I think, just amazing that they took this existing property and found a way to reinvent it and yet not retread. In fact, I found out this, this is sort of interesting. When they get to, because it's like it starts way back at sort of the beginning, when they get to the, the Silence of the Lambs parts of the series, they don't own the rights. I guess uh, one of the other companies has the rights to Clarice uh, Starling. So they're going to have to tell the story in a way that sort of obliquely references it, but really stays on the Hannibal part of it. So I don't know how, how that's going to happen. That's if it goes on, because it's, it's been rooted for a second series. Uh, which I think comes out in the spring. So I hope they get to that point and have to solve that problem. But seriously, if you like Brian Fuller, uh, he did Pushing Daisies, which, oh, oh, it's one of my favorite shows. Oh, that's a really good show. Uh, Wonderfalls. Uh, he did that. Uh, what's the Adams Family? Not Adams Family. The Munsters remake, The whatever they called it. Nobody watched it. Oh. I watched it. I, I liked did. it okay. Oh, it's it. terrible. Not the best example. <laughs> but just beautiful, beautiful, and very sort of surrealist. I think that's the the closest I can I can ex- explain it. So, uh, Hannibal's out on Blu-ray, and you should definitely check it out. Okay. Eric, my turn. Yes, I think I went with Coven. Uh, American oh, Horror Story oh, Coven. Oh, we get to talk about. I oh, which, it, I, I I did yeah. not see this episode. I am oh, down. I did I, not fucking see look, this. I'm one. down too. I never got to watch them. Okay, <gasps> but can we just say so, the Supreme? This is the one of the best shows. It's been so long since I just grip and I can't wait. And when I have two or three episodes, I'm so I go boom, boom, boom uh-huh. right in a row. And 
Oh, it, the whole the cast: Jessica Lange, Kathy Bates, Angela Bassett are fantastic. The girls are mm-hmm. awesome. Oh yeah, you know the whole cast, and then the dreamy next door neighbor. Oh, does he come back? I haven't seen him since the zombie yes, thing. Oh, he does. Yeah. Oh. Okay, good. Now, and I... mommy's weird. <laughs> well, Patty Lapone. Patty Lapone. So, so you've watched the other American Horror Stories uh, previous? Yes, I watched all of them. All so this is three. your favorite, you would say? This is my. Well, the first one was. Sadistic, literally. yeah, very. You yeah. know, oh, yeah. and it was. I, I was very interested in you know, so I liked it. Uh, the second one, I freaked me. I was just too much. Okay, you know, I didn't you like didn't that. The second season, I didn't like it all. But this one is, oh my god, it's flawless. dark and sadistic. It's got a little bit of sadistic element, but it's so funny and fun and. Bitchy. And Jessica Lange is such a bitch. <laughs> I love Jessica Lange. I am so sad she said this is her last. Well, no, I think the next no, one's one more. her last one. Yeah, one more. Because to me, the series is a love letter to her. It's like, I'm just going to keep feeding you the best lines and the best situations. And yeah, you're going to be a total bitch. But you are going to chew the scenery with every moment that you are in there. I, I just, I love her to death. And I had only a passing familiarity with her before American Horror Story. And now I think she's just. Brilliant, love her to death. Oh, I just, I just. Kathy every, Bates, Kathy Bates, Angela and, uh, Bassett, Angela Bassett. Damn, black people who don't age hate you people. <laughs> um, seriously, um, how old is she? Eight <laughs> hundred. Oof, it's good. It's so good. You're not watching it, and you're a gay man. Oh, honey, honey. crimes. Yes, oh, just it, nothing but crimes. Fantastic. Okay, my turn. Yeah, Breaking Bad, super good. Me and Oral actually did. Pretty extensive review, so you go find that episode if you really mm. wanted to hear us go into it. But uh, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. Now that I'm uh, watching Breaking Bad, I'm on season five, episode two. Oh, so oh! I am loving Breaking Bad, and I mean, I'm I feel like I'm lucky. I'm getting to watch. I was just bad. about to say the end. Good thing I, I will not. beat you. <laughs> I will beat you. <laughs> that part where Walt. I still uh, don't know the end. Where Walt turns into a hypocrite. Yes. No. <laughs> yes. Okay. I won't say anything, but yeah, that was definitely you know a master class like act and and how to end a TV show. And oh great. yeah, hands down. I mean, I have to agree now that I understand what everybody was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, that's all for me. Uh, what about you, Oral? Um. See, for me, it's hard because I I loved love love Breaking Bad, and I. And I don't ever do this. I knew I wasn't going to have time to watch it that night. Uh, of the final episode that uh, that came out. Oh, I w- yeah, I woke up in the morning to watch it before I went into work. And I never wake up that early to just like watch something. And it was great. And it was it it closed a chapter for me. But I have to agree with Eric. Coven is is my shit. For 2013, and I fucking love Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Like it has given but it's me also so the, much. The two different spectrums, too. You know, it, it, you know, it's not even that. It's like with Breaking Bad. Yes, I watched every episode. Yes, I had to be there because I was worried about. Mainly, it was more I'm worried about spoilers, and I I desperately want to see where these characters are going. But Breaking Bad was coming to a close, and season five, even though it was great, was not my favorite season. Um, seasons three and four, four specifically were my favorite seasons. But when it comes to Coven, I know it's only one season and everything that they've done so far has either shocked me or really entertained me. And when I force myself to watch something 
with fucking zombies oh in it. Oh my god, the fact oh. that you watched it with zombies? <laughs> Do you, like, the first time they showed up, I almost turned it off. Like, I, I almost quit. When there was a whole entire fucking episode with zombies, I almost lost my shit. But Angela Bassett, when I put a cracker bitch in the ground, <laughs> I expect her to stay in the ground. It's it's those like itty bitty moments where you think, you know, Murphy, you know your shit and you can do really tight, concise storylines. And that's exactly what this is. Mm-hmm. I know that it's going to end. Well, I'm hoping since they all signed on that maybe we'll get two seasons with a covenant. You know what? I doubt it. That would be shocking. Yeah, yeah it, I would be shocked, but I I feel like it. we won't need it. Right. Yes, we're in this next stage where a new big bad is introduced, but everyone from uh, Sidibe to, you know, Stevie Nicks Jr. <laughs> to, you know, Angela Bassett. I, I, I fucking love this show. I can never say enough like enough positive things about it because it's entertaining it's entertainment at its highest form mm-hmm. where it knows its audience it's got a wide appeal which it shouldn't necessarily but every gay man worth his weight in, <laughs> in like Gamora Salt in Gamora Salt should be watching which this is show. so funny because there is no gay character really doesn't matter. But that's what's interesting. What about it? They're powerful women. But right. I know. Is that what it is? Yeah. Jessica Lange yeah. is a drag queen. Have you Angela learned? Bassett is a drag queen. <laughs> Kathy Bates is a drag queen. <laughs> They're all drag queens. Can we do that as a new show? Have you learned anything about Brian? He doesn't know anything about women. Uh, tell me about it. Jared, uh, what did you I love? do have my gold star. Thank you. But. Jared has made no time to watch television throughout the entire year. Surprise, surprise. So I have nothing to offer for this. It's okay. Did you like a commercial? <laughs> don't watch TV. Favorite porn? Porn? No. No? No. 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 Oh, no. no. Favorite app? <laughs> <laughs> that Bitch. is different. <laughs> really. Jared, Moving on. Jared makes his own porn. No. Um, oh, oh. Video games. Um, so, not all of us are big gamers. I admit, I'm a casual gamer recently. Not like I used to be. I was. Yeah. I had time. I know. Now but, you make them. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, there was one game this year uh, that I played basically as soon as it came out. And a lot of times now, I'll wait until they are like cheap or cheaper. I bought this as soon as it came out. I was very excited for it. I loved the uh, predecessors in the series. And uh, everything I saw about this just made me love it even more. And I played it straight through pretty much with only a couple days, you know, from here and there. I was busy. Uh, that's Bioshock Infinite. Uh, this is, uh, to me, a not only amazing piece of, of culture, of uh, media, but it is a very interesting sort of uh, story that got real sci-fi real quick uh, towards the end. Didn't it get super racist, too? It's very racist. Super edgy. Now we know O'Brien likes it. Well, I... (laughs) Thank you, Joshua. Two words. Idris Elba. I love Idris Elba. I meant to say this earlier... And I and Ben Diesel, <laughs> you magical Negro. You literally picked a magical Negro. What magical? What? Why is he magical? From Thor? <laughs> no, the you know the magical Negro, the the black man that solves all your problems, that gives you insight, and just like drifts away into the ether. Is that Black Santa? No, bitch. 
that joke didn't work, even oh. though it's brand spanking new. All I'm saying is, I love... Actually, everyone look forward to me as Santa Claus. Uh-huh. All <laughs> I'm saying here is, I love my black men. And I think it is awesome to see the racism in culture in the early 20th century and turn of the century, because it is racism, and it's terrible. You did say it was awesome to see that, correct? No, uh, okay, because it puts it in your face. You see... <laughs> Bitch, it's been in your face the entire time. Y'all just didn't do shit about it. Well, this is a piece of popular culture that is getting out there to an audience that may or may not have ever sat through and read about the menstrual uh, songs. I think everybody watched Dumbo. <laughs> had racism? I don't no, I, I, a crow named Jim Crow. <laughs> I actually, honestly, have not watched Dumbo since I was probably four. So I didn't know that. My point is, I'm proud that these developers did this game. That I mean, it's racist in the beginning, and that's it. The rest of the story is just it's action adventure sci-fi, you know. But they have a scene in the very close to the beginning where you are tempted, and actually, they let them throw a ball at a mixed race couple. To humiliate them, and that is how the game kind of takes a turn for you as a character to go off into the world and actually have an adventure. So why do I have a feeling it's actually a stone, not a ball? No, it's it's a baseball, it's a or a softball or something. Oh, just a ball that's hard as rock. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm just I'm just mixing this big beach ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, okay. so help defeat miscegenation. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, what's your favorite Me, video game? I, I casually game like Brian, but like nothing really. So like there was Injustice. I had fun, but it was over and was over. And I didn't care. Like I'm playing Batman Origins now, which is okay. You know, nothing really did it for me this year. Okay. What oh. about did you play Lego Marvel? No? no, I haven't played it yet. I heard it was good. I heard it was epic, and I need to play that. But I've replayed Uncharted. That was like how many years ago? You know, that I love Uncharted. So I replayed those. <laughs> Eric's game of 2013 is a game, game from 2010. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my favorite is Pokemon X and Y for 3DS. But what was that face for? I just love that you're bringing in our younger audience. Because I swear, I just don't understand Pokemon. He just Pokemon. called you a pedophile. Go ahead. No, he's not. Hot. It. He called you old, you bitch. Uh, oh, he called you, you old. I'm saying that you. there's it's so not, many people who love these games, it's not and our, I don't get it. It's not exactly a younger... Well, yeah, it's obviously aimed at children, yeah. but... Th- the audience, the ki- people who were into it when they were kids, yeah. are still into it. That's what today. I mean. Younger it's, than me. it's, mo- it's like Toy Story. It's like you're, a multi generational. You're very thing. disconnected with the gamer community. I, I would assume. No, I'm very that's huge. Disconnected with the younger gamer community, <laughs> yeah. younger than myself. Yeah. People older than myself who love Sierra Online, like that's anything past my the era. Jurassic. But <laughs> honestly, I love that you talked about this game because it's huge. It's absolutely huge, and it was it, good, right? It, They're yeah. both. The it it brought Pokemon to the to the next level. All the Pokemon are like complete, fully animated, sort of cel shaded like animation. You get to see them like alive, and they, when they attack, they're actually like moving around. It's not just like a, a picture of it that sort of like shakes when it gets hit. They're mm-hmm. actually like taking hits, and you throw the Pokeball, and you get to design your own character. I go like shopping every day. The, sh- the clothes change every day. I go like shopping. <laughs> I love it. It's great. The best part of it is. It now connects very easily online to do all these features. It used to be very like rigid structure to even just go trade a Pokemon. It was like all right, a night- do you no longer need a link cable? 
No. <laughs> when back when it was like a Game Boy Advance. Yeah. Uh, no, you you just go. You just oh, push girl, a button. it was color. No, a the Game last Boy time color. I had a Game Boy, it was color. No, yeah, totally. Yeah, I had an original Game Boy. No, I me too. The, too. the gray one. Uh, no, yeah, I, I had that. Pokemon. But now you just push a button. You go online. You can you can trade. You can search by name, even Pokemon that you don't have. You used to not be able to do that. Um, and the, the actually, but the best feature is wonder trading. Where you just pick a Pokemon, just anything you have, like say I have this Caterpie, and you offer it up for random trade with another person doing Wonder Trade. So you, you just put that up, and you just send it off, and somebody gets it, and you get a random Pokemon from theirs. And at first, you know, you, people were just like, you get like a fucking Pidgey, and you're like, well, what the <laughs> hell? Um, but now you started getting like really good things with like rare abilities or like highly evolved forms. People are starting to put legendaries in there just like for fun, or, right. like unique things like Snorlax and Aerodactyl and stuff that you only get. I know one who of. Snorlax is. Oh well, there you go. Why? Because he, he lit up. It's, look at him. It's the big uh, bear Pokemon. No, he was in the, the game. He was in the, the Smash Brothers. Yes, he's like yeah. a special extra. I mean, I'm not joking. I really wish I knew more about Pokemon, but that is the level I know. Of. See, so, that's how we know you don't know about Pokemon. Pokemon. It, it's Pokemon. I know. I took. Well, and, and also just to add, they they also added uh, a, a new type of Pokemon. First time they've done that in like ten years. It was God fucking fairy type. Which are the fairy types? Which were first homos. Homos. <laughs> yes. At first, at first they were a little disappointing because none of them seem outrightly useful. But uh-huh. now you, uh, they, uh, you they're, they're actually super effective against dragons, which were the most dominant type last mm-hmm. generation. And dragon moves do not work on them. Not like they're not effective, but it's just they're completely immune. Mm-hmm. So they were they were put in there as sort of a balance check uh, for on dragons. So. I'm trying to draw a real world parallel here. I'm yeah, you know, it it really isn't. Just yeah. every overpowered type, it's good against, and all like the weaker types are strong against it. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, that was uh, Pokemon X and Y. Oral. I thought about this for a while, and the thing is, meaning the last five minutes. No, <laughs> no, the the games that I played this year um, usually are like expansion packs. So like, I love Skyrim, but I've already talked about Skyrim, and um. Dragonborn was the one that came out. It was okay, but it was Cthulhu in the end. Mm-hmm. And so I actually have a genre of games that I rediscovered this year, which was like bad things happen on the Oregon Trail. So my friends and I would Skype each other, drink tons of wine, and play Oregon Trail. Oh my lord. And it was, it is so much fucking fun because you're like, you try to do it as a consensus. Mm hmm. Um, and then somebody gets malaria or you get bitten by a snake and you disappear. Um, <laughs> however, there's a new version of Oregon Trail that we like that it's not even like Oregon Trail, but it is. And it's called Papers, Please. Mm-hmm. And they talk about it on NPR. And what it is, is you're um, an immigration like clerk. And it's like 1982 insert Soviet block here. And people come up to you, and depending on, like, the newspapers and what happens and, like, terrorist attacks, you can either admit people into the country or you turn them away. Oh. And it's really super interesting for that, like, nerdy, like, Cold War, like, aficionado. Uh-huh. I totally recommend it. It's called Papers, Please. Is it a web-based? Like, what platform is it? it? No, it's totally, like, like a little emulator ROM thing. So you download it, you launch it, and it's super fun to play. I will check that out. Immigration, Peppy. Immigration. <laughs> Not to be played by Cubans that didn't make it to oh. shore. Ooh. Hey, Cubans make it to land. They're good to go. 
Haitians get sent back. Not that I'm Haitian, but my brothers and sisters, I'm right there with you. Jerry. No, you're not. You're sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking a lovely beverage. I'm with you in spirit. Uh-huh. That's better. Mm-hmm. My uh, my favorite game of the year has to be uh, Rogue Legacy. Uh, it's an indie game uh, that came out earlier this year, and I, I immediately fell in love with it. It's it's a roguelike game where you're just going around beating stuff up and stealing treasure and all that. But uh, wait, how did you have time to play this? Yes, I had time earlier in the year. On oh, an investigation pre uh, grad school. Pre grad school. Um, but uh, what was interesting about this game is that um, you know your your character goes through a castle, mm-hmm. and the castle is constantly changing uh, depending on whether or not you speak to the architect. So you're given each chance to go through the castle, and when you die, you don't come back. Your next of kin comes back oh, after you. Okay. But what's different about this game is that each child that comes back has a different. Um, ability mm-hmm. some might be colorblind some might have uh, difficulty seeing in 3d some might be gay some might be afraid of chickens and <laughs> it all ad- adds to this 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 bouquet well, hopefully the gay of, one's not afraid of cock <laughs> <laughs> zing oh eric i love I'm very you. proud of you girl thank um you, so what kind of pie is indie but like what what's it's the pc Okay, it's, it's like sort of like Infinity Blade, but social issues. Yes. <laughs> huh. um, but uh, you know, it's available on Steam. Which Rogue's Legacy. Rogue Legacy. Rogue Legacy. Yes. Um, it, when you said gay character, Rogue's me. Legacy. That's a new Marvel title. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. oh, too soon. Um, Read Only <laughs> Memories is been uh, funded. I don't know if you guys know about Read Only Memories, but it's a a game by our buddy Matt Khan, who runs GamerX and Gamer Connect. Matt <laughs> and they got funded and this game is like a cyberpunk adventure game mm-hmm. and they had a Kickstarter and they made it and they're making it and I guess it comes out next year. Okay. Um, we had a chance to interview Matt um, back in like mid-June. It was right before GamerCon mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Jared got to go out to uh, GamerX this yeah. past year, uh, the inaugural year, which was very successful. And uh, I'm very excited for what he's doing next with this uh, game publishing thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to mention, of course, GamerX 2, which mm-hmm. is happening next year. But um, So that's a bunch of great games. Let's move on to music. Now, I know this is a subject that we normally don't spend too much time on. And real quick going around uh, music-wise, I have been listening to a lot of soundtracks. And uh, I actually really, again, touch back on uh, the Elysium soundtrack. Uh I wish I could remember the composer's name. It was one who I've never heard of before, and I apologize that I didn't know. But um, fantastic, beautiful, ambient, electronic, um, and and very like at, at times driving. So I really enjoyed that. Uh, Eric, what yeah, you I got to? nothing. Well, you listen to a lot of stuff at the store. Huh. Oh, I mean, yeah, whether or not yeah. it's your choice or not. Sometimes it is, right? But no, uh, even when I put on Pandora, it's just they play the same things over and over, no mm-hmm. matter what the station is. So but what it's do you a like? lot more old stuff. Like I like the, all the the, the Beatles. Drag Queens, you may have heard of them. Oh, shut up. <laughs> you were playing that uh, Wonder Woman remix the other day. Yes, you? that's an old one. Though. That's old. That's my old old Wonder Woman remix. And so, like, I just. I don't know. So you don't nothing like nothing really... that comes out. You just kind well, of. Well, I mean, okay. So you didn't listen. I know to Katie people Perry hate. Or I Britney hate Katy Perry. Britney Spears is okay, Gaga but I like the uh, Britney Beyonce. Spears. Um, the Britney Spears RuPaul mix that they did that was fabulous. Um, work, work. That was cool. Work. Uh, oh. 
Work it out. Lady Gaga, I like her song. The other, the new one they just released on the radio. I haven't listened to the whole album. Do what you want. Do what you want. My body. That was kind of cool. Uh, Beyonce, I downloaded her new album. It's okay. Yeah. You know, it's not. I thought I was hoping for a lot more out of it, mm-hmm. and I was shortchanged. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's been fifteen bucks. I'm not going to see again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, if you listen to it on Spotify, it's free. Oh, really? Yeah, all music is free. It's oh, cool. my free. No, but you have to pay Spotify, so it's not free. No, you, no, you just have advertising if you don't want to pay. Like, I don't pay for it. But yeah, but right. no, I use Spotify, too, but you can't listen to albums. Yeah, you can. For free? Yes. How does that work, girl? On Search your computer. On your computer. Oh, on my computer. Free. I listen to it on my phone. Okay. okay. Now, uh, I was Josh, like, I don't understand. Okay. Josh, yeah, your phone is, yeah, you have to pay for it. You're right. Yeah. What would you like to... Uh... Um, resoundingly, it's Lady Gaga's art pop. And right. I, I understand the general populace was like displeased with this. It's nicknamed Art Flop and everything. But she still has a very loyal, very um, large core fan base. Oh, yeah. And we are completely happy with this. Well, but how's the rest of her album? Because I only heard the two songs. I absolutely love it. Yeah? Um, yeah, I mean, there's one or two songs that like don't do it for me. For one, she has there's like this kind of like the rap song I know. of the CD. Ugh. And she, she's sort of like the hook girl for the, these rappers. It's not like her song. And that's right. why I have a problem with it. It's not that it's per se like a bad song. Um, but yeah, I totally love, you know, Donatella and um, Art Pop. Venus is great. I love um, Aurora. Is that it? Or Aura. 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 Aura is great, like musically, Aura's especially hearing that at mm-hmm. like a club. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 I've seen it's a very drag musically queen. impressive. I've seen a drag queen do a number to it, and it was amazing. Yeah. And before so, the album had come out. I could, I, you know, manicure, manicure, like the whole thing. I could just list every song as just being awesome. And really, I think what did it for me is that me and all my friends would just like, you know, listen to the CD together, like in the car or we'd like request it at the club or whatever. And it was just, it was just too much fun. You yeah. know, it was, it was really, really good. Now, um, there I was like, I should spend like my Paramore. $15 there. Uh, <laughs> I also like Paramore and uh, Zed CD, but you know, not to. Yeah. Yeah. I the you posted an interesting article today I think about the uh sort of uh Lady Gaga's uh House of Gaga. Yeah, her journey and how to... they're kind of falling away like the different right. people in her life. Oral were... and I were talking about this earlier. It was, mm. it was more of just how she all these people help her get to where she is and then she's like didn't want to compromise her art yeah. and like cut them loose when they tried to tell her what to do. Right. Sort of ish. Well, yeah. Sometimes a bitch just needs another bitch to tell her no. I mean, that's the thing. That's that's I think one of the criticisms about art pop is it's a little too self indulgent. And I mean, I love her. I think uh, Dramata. What's her first name? I Stephanie. Stephanie. Like I've seen the YouTube videos, and I wish I had got to see her live when she was just Stephanie Dramata. 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 I can never say it right. Uh, she was a brilliant pianist and songwriter. Like she just was amazing. Like a young Billy Joel, Elton John. Piano bar, amazing talent. And everything she's done since then, I feel like is almost a caricature of what she maybe wants to do, but she knows what she needs to do to sell. But she also probably tried, I mean, I know she tries to work in some some really good stuff in it. And like so far in Art Pop, I the, the first three songs are fun and good and I like it. And then I think you hit the, the rap song and I don't even know who the rappers are, but she's not in it barely at all other than mm-hmm. like set the hook. And then to me, the rest of the album, it just kind of, kind of devolves from there. I just, I don't know. I don't. I haven't. It has not hooked me like it's hooked you. So I don't know. All I'm saying is Donatella better be the the intro song to this podcast. Oh, okay. Well, we have a request here. <laughs> we have a request here. Uh, we'll see what we can oral? do. For, for you. Um, for me, I I heard a lot of new different things. 
the one that I was excited for, the one, not saying that it's the best, but it's the one I had the most fun with, is um, Random Access Memories by Daft Punk. Very good. Um, oh, that one was super good, oh, yeah. The album is is solid. Mm-hmm. Um, I was super worried because they brought in everyone to do collaborations <laughs> with. Yeah. And usually when that happens, it means that something has gone awry mm-hmm. and they're just grasping at whoever's like really big and new. But if you look at their album, the only person that like stands out as a, a, a really wide appeal is Pharrell. Yeah. Other than that, it's people in those genres and industries. Paul Williams. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything from him since the 70s. Yeah. And yet his song is remarkable because it goes on. It takes you on like a journey. Yeah. Um, of, of like realizing what you like and, and, and sort of like your sensory perception and, and just touch me or, you know, it, it kind of actually reminds me of Tommy a little bit. Um, but I mean, just, yeah, no, it's a beautiful the pinball wizard. Well, the touch me, feel me, you know, he's disconnected yes. and then he kind of comes alive that, that mm. whole thing. So. Um, it's, it's fun. It's, um, very different, but overall every track leads into the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not him fisted and I really, I really enjoyed it. Did you notice, cause you, you've seen Tron. Yeah. Um, one of the tracks and I forgot which one it is. But it's basically like a stripped down version of the Tron soundtrack. Yes, and that was cool because I really, really love their Tron soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Jared, nothing. You don't listen. To- <laughs> Do you listen to anything when you draw? Yeah. Okay. I mean, none I of them. Just no, no albums. But or Schubert's been dead for a while. So. Yeah, I'm sorry. Are you? Do you like classics? I, I mean, love classical music. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, I have to throw in one more real quick. Uh, Bitch, you don't get two. Double dip. Oh, come on, but some of you bitch, bitch, too. Shut up. Emily Kopp is a friend and local songwriter in Orlando. Serendipity Find Me is her first major album release, and it is a beautiful... It's a lot of the songs she's been doing for a couple of years now, and she's really refined them. And if you are interested in some good indie female singer-songwriters, kind of like Stephanie Germano, you know, way back in the day, check out Emily Kopp. It is awesome. Cool. All right. I would like to just throw in something. It's sure. not a musical soundtrack, but someone had me do this the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, you ever heard of Mister Whisper on YouTube? No. It's this guy who just whispers into the microphone, and he's like trying to relax you, and he's <laughs> he says like really nice, encouraging things, and then he like gives you like a massage, and he uses like he'll like <laughs> move over. Like this, like material or whatever, and like make like a noise with it, and it'll sound like the sound you know it makes when someone rubs their their fingers into your shoulder or the back of your head or something. You know, your hair is moving. You know what I'm talking about? I've never <laughs> you seen ever heard this. this. Sorry, Cap. Uh, Cap talked to me about this uh, phenomena. Yeah. Yeah. I, so you want to talk? Is this like um, some kind of self hypnosis sort of thing? No, but okay. But I was gonna say, <laughs> but it's it, it, it's borderline like dirty. And actually, I think people it doesn't never goes that direction. But it's almost like this this man like I'm I'm, uh, I'm touching the back of your head and uh, and your your hair is so nice and I'm just gonna go work around your ears and it's just like <laughs> I'm gonna go now. <laughs> I think but we have like, a new idea for Jared. He has like this this accent, you know, and it's it's just very nice. Apparently, yeah. there are sensual ones too, and mm-hmm. it's really hard to find a guy doing it because most of them are women. But it's this supposed guy... to make your mind come, pretty much. It's supposed to relax you. It's supposed to 
you know, give you this like extra sensory like interaction, but really it's supposed to make your mind come. Up next on our Hearts of Space. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I just randomly decided to bring that up. But what's slow our next music. category? Um after that, I think I need a cigarette. Um, <laughs> well, let's talk about some gay news. So there's been a lot of, I mean, this year, I, I'll, I'll start this off. We have seen a seismic, like, sea change. How many more stupid metaphors can I come up with? Of, of I don't know. Gay but don't try. Uh, culture and gay acceptance sweeping our nation. And Amen. not to mention the numerous I will states. accept any gay man. <laughs> you mean you have it? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Listen, no throwing stones right now. <laughs> Glass houses. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And <laughs> just saying. Just saying. First of all. Yeah, Oral. You can, you can throw any stone you want to in my ivory tower. I am sitting pretty still. Oh, of course you are. You and the popping, I swear to God. Must be pretty lonely up there, isn't it? You know what the popping looks like? How are you going, Sauron? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, no, I think you're more like Saruman. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I stand by my first statement. (laughs) So I have to say the Supreme Court, you know, overturning uh, the Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Uh, or wait, and this is where I am. I'm not prepared to talk about this, but the Supreme Court overturning what they overturned, allowing DOMA to end and allowing Prop Eight to, uh, you know, be repealed, like huge, huge seismic things. It could have easily gone the other way, like they could have upheld that, and then it would have taken another ten years or something to really, you know. I, I mean, this is just an amazing time to live. And yes, we are in Florida, and yes, we do not yet have the freedom to marry. We have or adopt. No, we have adoption. We have adoption. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. This is where we're. So I have we're not a pod- political podcast. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. I don't think we have proper gay adoption. There, yeah. you can. No, it's not proper that we can do it as a couple. We could do it separately. Oh, okay. see, that's yeah, what I was referring to. Let me let me give you some. Uh, I actually know what I'm talking about in this case because I started looking into this at one point. You can go and uh, adopt as a couple if you find the right judge. Decide with you, but the big thing was. Oh, so I got shot for judges. Florida <laughs> Supreme Court overturned the uh, uh, Department of the Homeland Department of Children and Families rule that said if you were gay, you could not adopt by yourself or with a couple or, or as a couple. So you, what you see now is you see a lot of single, and that you're almost like guaranteed you're gonna be able to adopt. 
Right, because that's what I when you know I'm trying to pursue it, and that's what I'm being told that I have to adopt, and then Jose has. to Well, and what they what they told me was that yes, that's safer, but more and more, and especially in an area like where we are, you can find, and depending on your profile, depending on all the stuff, you can find judges that will do it both at the same time, and that is a little less expensive because if you don't know, adoption is very expensive. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Can I plug my friend Gideon, uh, who does? He's Gideon Alper. <laughs> you have is, to plug him. Go oh, ahead. Yeah, Gideon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gideon Alper is a gay adoption lawyer in Florida. I did not so know that. If you're in Florida, I wanna. Yeah, can I, I have, have a name, a number, adopt. something? Bitch, Could you help me, bitch? Come on. Two bits of us trying to adopt. Both of them looking barren as fuck. Is this the Gideon I've met? Yeah, I think so. He's an adoption lawyer. I had no idea. Okay, cool. I think he also does evictions. contact in his, information. In his, uh, in He's waiting. Time. He keeps well, um, tapping his phone. Oh, I'm Girl, sorry. Girl, stop talking and tap away. I'm sorry. I don't remember either of you telling me this, so uh, there. Uh, well, have you not heard that <laughs> constant ticking? <laughs> Did you think it was just like hooked in the crocodile? <laughs> That's Eric's biological oh, clock. Addiction. Oh. Well, anyway, so that's my gay news-wise. I don't care who slept with who, who came out, who died, whatever. That, to me, is monumental. This year has been amazing. Eric. Amen. I don't know. I got nothing. You pretty much said it all. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell am I going to say? I can proudly say now, and I'm not ashamed to talk to people when they ask, like, who I'm with, I say my husband proudly. Yeah. Like, I'm not afraid to say it. Whether I'm at the hospital, went to go see my mother, I say my husband. Good. You know, my husband will be there, so... That was big for me. That is cool. Huge. Good for you, Daddy. Um. <laughs> Hopefully, so. that'll be... save my marriage, right? <laughs> that will baby will save my marriage. Oh, no, you'll still no. be Daddy to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I tried to keep that in as long as I could. <laughs> what was I gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say Tom Daly, but that's like nothing now. No, uh, no but you'll talk about okay, this. Tell you what, I will tell you why it's bigger. Hot. It's bigger than just him. I hope he's bigger. It's a lot of people. <laughs> oh, he looks like he's the bottom. Uh, in this oh, no. really? Um, yeah. Well, I don't know. Dust. He's uh, allegedly dating the Dustin Lance Black, who won the Oscar for writing uh, "How Are You uh, Milk." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the story of Harvey Milk. Very successful gay screenwriter. Yeah. Um, and although he's who twice wrote... twice Tom Daly's age, <laughs> which is. Amen. You go, girl. Although, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, although there's pictures of him getting fucked bareback on the internet, what? so I was like, that Wait. happened so long. I'm ago. just saying that I'm I have to open up the discussion whoa, 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 of who whoa, is whoa, top whoa. and who is bottom. Tom Daly did no. Oh, the other guy. The other guy. Yeah. That's the only other guy. Where do you find these? Uh, oh, I'm sure you could look it up. <laughs> but no, I think what's great about Tom Daly doing this uh, so early in his career, especially for those who don't know, he's an Olympic uh, diver. Mm-hmm. Um, it does that that whole is diving a sport short. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, he does that. But most athletes are in the closet their entire career, which can mm-hmm. last decades. Yeah. And they have to do like this secret life or they're really it's not even athletes, although it is very important. Four athletes do this, but just celebrities in general. Clay Aiken, of all people, oh. and like Lance everybody Bass. knew he was gay, but yeah, <laughs> um, you know, even they who are, Anderson like, Cooper, you know, are, are very, very yeah, Anderson Cooper, mm-hmm. very, very gay. Like wait, like years and years and years, mm-hmm. and some is, is that Anderson Cooper even officially yes, out? Yes, yeah. okay, yeah. So there you go. It took him a while. But yeah, so he's doing it now. I yep. think that is a great message to send to mm-hmm. other young uh, professionals like, who are in you know the limelight. 
uh, and I, I I think he'll be like a, a model, a role model for these people long after his career. But is he over. didn't come out gay. He came out bisexual. Well, well no, no, no. He so said he all kind of stayed there. Yeah. He said he um, was like there. dating a man. <laughs> I started and, on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> you worked okay. your way up. <laughs> no. Okay. Either way, and I and I, I didn't I didn't like people's feedback of of saying you know uh, oh oh obviously he's gay you know Tom Tom Daly's gay the the sky is blue but it's not really about that and I think that's sort of belittling him and I don't really like that response right. I commend him for coming out the way he did and I actually had a conversation about this at work somebody asked me he's like well why did he have to put out a YouTube video to uh, to come out and it's like this is a huge thing to admit first of all second of all to admit in a public forum as a public figure with the risk that it could hurt your industry and everybody who's a public figure has sort of a small little cottage industry under them all their support staff, all their managers and, and media this and all this, even if you're just an athlete, they have tons of people who support you. And that's that's their kind of career is to be, you know, your helper and help you with your career. I mean, so that's a risk for them. And the fact, I guess he had some family that were sort of intolerant about it. And it came up at a conversation in some kind of like a, a holiday event. And he's like, look, this is the thing. I'm gay. So. You know, or bi or whatever he's you know he said to his family. He's, he's dating a man right now, and he's very happy and safe. Yeah. So. So I mean, you know, the age thing it does not matter. Uh, it's it's just very. I'm very happy that we're in a <laughs> we're in a situation in today's climate where that is very accepted. And eventually, I think the ideal thing is that no one even cares, so it's a non-issue. But we're not there yet, obviously. But it was also yeah. that kid who came out. Uh, Via YouTube before him, that was on. It's on the Disney Channel. It has a Disney show. Oh, yeah. Oh, that came out. You know, he came yeah. out first. And oh, he what? Just did it. Is this the guy whose nudes came out today? No. Oh. Would you stop looking at the nudes of everybody? No, it was on Facebook. <laughs> no. The, oh, on Facebook. The person Eric's referring to is a Nickelodeon celebrity. Was it Nickelodeon? Uh, I thought it was yeah. Disney. Okay. Huh. But still, I mean, it's still like kids are yeah. looking up to them, and now. Yeah. There you go. And he hasn't lost his job. He's still going. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's gotten good acceptance. Oral. For me, I've always been really... The new enamored. shade of condoms. The new lube. Which? <laughs> oh, I was taking it. Yeah, we know. Hi, I know oh. you and I are never there to watch. No, we're never there. Um, but I will say <laughs> the Supreme Court decision, and here's why. Wait, you're taking Brian's? It's well, okay. no. Here's why. Um, one, I've always... Thurgood Marshall is my hero. Mm. Like, one. So I've always had, like, a really, like, healthy obsession with the Supreme Court. Two... Because um, they were close to the Supremes? Yes. <laughs> Two, I... Not to get all, like, I am the vanguard of change, but sometimes I feel as if it's... A calling for like us to to be out there and open with everyone we meet. I have a friend whose mother thinks that the reason she doesn't go to church anymore is because she's friends with me. However, I am still invited to dinner anytime I want because she thinks I'm such a fantastic person. Mm -hmm. And I think that when change comes... You don't always have to volunteer, even though I recommend volunteering because that's where you meet all the cute guys. It's it's not even that you have to, you know, march in your own pride parade. But every time you 
present yourself as like a, a genuine person and you say, this is who I am. I'm not hiding anything. You know, you know me as, you know, Oral or Brian or Jared or Joshua or Eric. And I, I am gay, yes, but I'm also funny and smart and caring and kind. That's what changes the world. And so I feel as if, even though you may not have been a part of the lawsuit, even if you didn't support the legal fund, you being an out and open person in 2013 and 2014, and you coming out at 68 or 32 Mm -hmm. or 17 or six is super important. And that's my, that's my favorite thing of this year of just being out and open and moving us forward because mm-hmm. the only way we're ever going to move forward is if we all band together and say, this is who we are. Mm-hmm. P.S. We all need to stop sleeping with DL men. I'm just throwing that out there right now. <laughs> Aww, it's like no. Chicken Little. No, no, no. It is Chicken Little. Here's the thing. Oh. I understand you <laughs> well, being in the this closet. This was so sweet for a second. Yeah, really? No, and then and, no, <laughs> I to balance it out. I understand you being in the closet if you are in a situation where you are dependent on a family member who will A, kick you out, or B, cut you off, or C, kick you out, cut you off, or D, all of the above, and, and stomp your ass into the ground. I completely understand that. However, that means if 18 you are, and below. Yeah. <laughs> However, if you are an older like person, if you are self-sufficient, but you sleep with us in the shadows in the dark of night, mm-hmm. but don't recognize us during the day, mm-hmm. say nothing when we're being ridiculed, you don't deserve to sleep with us. Or worse, actually working against our acceptance yes. as certain mm-hmm. closet case conservative not not that they're all republican but a lot of them are that we've seen throughout you know history that get exposed or exposed themselves at the urinal you know then i i have to i have to change my my statement i am all for being out and open Mm -hmm. but i think that 2013 has been a year where you don't put up with shit if you suck my dick at night and then treat me like shit during the day Bitch, I'm going to call you out. End of story. I thought that was just a boyfriend. No, it wasn't just a boyfriend. Oh, because okay. I didn't have one in 2013. No, I that's Can I get an amen? <laughs> <laughs> sore, sore subject. Um, um, well, speak, uh, well, what I was going to say before you said that. That was, was that part was a joke. Right. But no, I'm just before kidding. I um, oh, well, yeah. Even I came out on this show in a way. Yeah. yeah, and you so know, this is my year for because I was, you know, and I'm proud of you for coming out. Thank you mm-hmm. took you long enough, but I'm proud. Thank you, uh, I am too. But yeah, I I used to go by the question, and with with a, I used to make these guys edit it out of the show. Mm-hmm. Actually, and it was very go ahead. Um, you know, uh, like uh, like I was hiding, you know, because I didn't want my my uh my my gay life to to affect the conservative industry that I worked for right. uh, with my uh, my technical writing career. I like how you nerded it up. Yep. But, <laughs> but so yeah, uh but uh but then I decided that I didn't want to like hide anymore and I just wanted to be me. And if someone's going to google me and see that I do a gay podcast and not hire me then like I don't care about them, you know. Amen. And it's more important just to be like out and open and say my name's Joshua Yale and I'm gay than like Yay, anything else. <laughs> and we're so proud of you for doing that. And look, you've achieved more than you could have ever wanted. Oh yeah. Well, more about that here in a bit. So uh Jared. Jared. 
Uh, well, um, I, See, I don't have time for gay rights this year. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, I, I gotta say, Pope Francis. Amen. Oh yeah. 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 Um, you know, having grown up in a very, very Catholic family, um, it was hard for me to come out to my family because you know they that was foreign to them. They they you know they still uh, don't quite uh, understand. In fact, I just saw my mother this past weekend. She kept asking me, "Do you have a girlfriend yet?" Oh, honey. Oh. But um, yes, he has a big dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've just recently done some missionary work. Is that <laughs> <laughs> but no, that 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 resounded with me. Um, you know, having somebody who's not looking to do the. Um, Burn us at the stake. Burn everybody. Like yeah. anything that's against yeah. the Catholic. He is such a wonderful man. It's like shocking. You know what's funny too about that? Uh, I don't think he'll ever listen to this, but I have a coworker who is Catholic. And I don't know that he likes or doesn't like Pope Francis, but he doesn't necessarily like that non Catholics are interested in the Pope because it's like, well, why do you care? Like, I'm not telling you, you know, your particular denomination, you know, uh, leader is this or that. And I almost feel like it's like self-defense because he does not feel comfortable with what the Pope's saying. And I hear everything the Pope's saying as a Christian, whether I'm Catholic, Protestant or not, as this guy gets Jesus. You know, and I'm not going to go off into a whole religious thing here. But having studied the Bible many, many years and having been a Christian for many, many years— this pope, above all else, maybe Pope uh, uh, the Paul II, John, yeah, John II, Paul II, yeah. like he was really good too. Right. In my memory, and I've only been around thirty six, thirty seven years now. Uh, but this pope, I mean, he just gets it. He eschews all the trappings and fanciness that he can within reason. Is fighting the corruption of his church, which is rampant, and is just saying nothing but. Love your neighbor, help other people. I mean, it is it is spot on to me to to what the gospels are all about. Now, is he pro gay? Absolutely not. Right. He's not. And don't think for a second that you're gonna get a pope in your lifetime that is quote unquote pro gay. But I'm just happy he's saying, Hey, we have bigger fish to fry and we have people to help and we want our gay brothers and sisters to come to the church and that is huge and, and amazing. Girl, be careful. You know those idol worshiping Catholics. They'll get you with their magics and the wines. <laughs> Eating the bread of Christ, which is his body. Yeah. I, it, anyway, I, I completely agree. Pope yeah. Francis is is yeah. somebody uh I, I absolutely am enamored Time's with. man of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Didn't uh Time uh magazine they were like Oh, we want to reconsider our person of the year after Beyonce released oh. the CD. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was the HuffPo that, that, oh, that Huff. okay. made that statement. Um, but it's true. That's funny. But, On yeah. to comics. Our, as always, the way we like to wrap things up on a normal episode. We our talk bread about and butter. Comics. Yes, and many love it. And I'm so glad to hear that because I love it. And even though this year has been a transitioning year uh, in many ways for me, one of the constants is comic books. And uh, I, I am thrilled week to week to find new things that I never would have thought I would have ever have discovered. Uh, this year, I think of all years, 
I uh, really found uh, Marvel, of all the places, to be one of the most innovative uh, publishers of all of the ones, even indie publishers. And I think Young Avengers, for me, was one of the ones... Did I still use? No. It's okay. I mean, I, I struggled thinking about this. There were a lot of choices. I mm-hmm. really... But because I feel like the Loki story in uh, During the Mystery got a chance to continue through this, I mean, same writer, and that the guy, uh, Kieran Gillen and... Um, McKelvey. McKelvey got to take the same, and you know, I say this, but it's kind of a pun, magic that they had with Phonogram and apply that sort of worldview to uh, beloved characters, gay characters uh, like Hulkling and Wiccan, and Patriot, and this one, and that one. Everybody whoa, whoa, whoa. was getting that book. <laughs> Patriot, Patriot's not gay. Wasn't he? No, no, no. The no, other guy. Prodigy. That other guy. No, no prodigy. Prodigy, prodigy, Prodigy. Well, and he was just curious, whatever. No, um, he's he was bisexual. Oh, well. I think he was like pansexual. Goddamn bisexual! <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's pansexual. He's like Captain Jack. No, um, I, I think it was just beautiful. And, and the whole thing, and it's kind of bittersweet because it is coming to an end. Mm. Uh, for whatever reason, maybe they told their story won't get out while they're still. I'll get on to the top. it when when it comes around. I am just around. thrilled they've had a chance to tell a great story. It is nothing like you probably would expect from a Marvel book. A lot like like Hawkeye and Superior Foes of Spider Man and all these other books that are just just they're on their own and, and on a whole new level that you just haven't seen and you don't see outside of the big two. I mean, or you do see outside of the big two, like Image or whatever. But in the big two, to see these kind of awesome artistic takes on these characters, it just, I'm thrilled. So I will say I agree with you wholeheartedly, Brian. Um, I didn't always understand Phonogram because Phonogram I paid attention to. Yeah. But that book is dense, and sometimes I'm mm-hmm. like, and now we're on Peyote. Um, and so is Young Avengers at times, though. But you know what? With Young Avengers, I. I've read it from beginning to end, except for that stint in Mighty Avengers, because I just refused to read Mighty Avengers. Oh. It's like, it was damn like Hank Pym leading the Avengers. He beats his wife. That's bullshit. Oh. Um, he slipped and grazed her. <laughs> he beats his wife. But um, I will say then that an honorable mention, and I'm not using all of it. I love Jeff Lemire. I love Scott Snyder. I loved Justice League Dark. But my favorite this year, it's going to have to be Wonder Woman. Son of a bitch, you stole mine. <laughs> <laughs> we just, you know, you, I, like, I was good and right. I didn't. You're this right. Is how because this is I, you know, like, yes, I love <laughs> Now Young I have to Avengers. choose the second one. Yep. Yeah, yep. Young but Avengers go ahead. for me Give it. was fantastic. I loved it. I've always read it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was a completely new direction. But Wonder Woman from beginning to uh, current. Now. <laughs> yeah. It's just been interesting. The it's I think it's one of the most seamless reboots mm-hmm. that we've had in the new fifty two because a lot of them you have issues with. Mm-hmm. A lot of them everyone always turns to Batman where you're like, Did this still happen? How did this happen? XYZ. Yeah. With Wonder Woman, it doesn't matter. Right. Because there's nothing memorable that she really did except for snapping Max Lord's neck. Exactly. But she's killed so much since then it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's been She's been completely well-rounded, fleshed out. Charles Soule is doing a really awesome job, and I wouldn't be surprised wait, wait. if he... On Superman, Wonder here's, Woman. Here's, that's what I'm getting to. Oh, okay. Charles Soule has done a really good job of trying to merge the Justice League Diana, which I hate, mm-hmm. 
with the Diana that we know in Wonder Woman, right. written by Azarello. Mm-hmm. And even though I love Jeff Johns, he does a shit job with her. Yes. He amen. does a shit job with her and he makes her he makes this literally like round dynamic character so flat. Mm-hmm. She's a girl. She's a little girl. Mm-hmm. But I think that Azarella has done such a wonderful job and and Charles Souls realizes that and he tries to marry the two together. And and I think that's a testament to one Charles Soul being one smart ass motherfucker. He's a lawyer. And two, it's a testament to Azarello's work on this title. Mm-hmm. Like, and you know, Chang and Suzuka. Some great artists. Yeah. Great. Do really great jobs. Atkins. They compliment yeah. They compliment each other. Everyone compliments each other. It's just been super fun. We've gotten tons of people hooked on Wonder Woman. It's not the the our top selling book at the store Eric and I work at, but it, it gives everyone a run for their money. Yeah, they uh, do sell it well. I agree with, with all of that. And uh-huh. and really in just even not so much as what's happening in the greater scheme of things, but of just the actual narrative of the story mm-hmm. was so good. I remember at uh issue twelve because he does these like yes. he does like these mini arcs, but they build into one giant arc. Mm-hmm. The first big one hit at twelve, and I thought we were never going to get an issue better than that. That that which one was twelve? What happened? When she flew for the first time oh, and okay. took off her gauntlets and beat yep. the crap out of oh, Artemis. Oh my god! Yes, and then the new gods boom at the end, like absolutely amazing. And but somehow he did it again at twenty four. Was the next like mega arc mm-hmm. when um they war um got a war came back and was a bigger part of the story. And they had that zero issue. And most yeah. of the zero issues were throwaway issues. But hers. But hers ended up tying in to this beautiful moment when she saw that war was about to be killed by the firstborn. Um, and she took it upon herself to kill war, her only father figure. She's abandoned by her real father, Zeus, who hasn't even been in the story yet. And she became the god of war herself. Mm-hmm. And when I, I put that issue down and... I, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I couldn't. I, I, I wouldn't let it go. I ended up giving the first perfect ten I'd ever given uh, when reviewing. Comics. I was so happy. Yeah. When you guys see the picture of the future issue. I don't know if it's the next one coming out, but it shows her with almost like the Loki. Oh, uh, horns Ooh, on no. with the star. It's her tiara, but now she has the Loki. Uh, it's oh, so it's coming cool. out. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> no, yeah, just like n- narratively and you know, like thematically and just everything. It's so strong, and and Ezreal's writing is like poetry. It's so good. I, I wanted mm. to stay on that book forever. It's an forever. instant classic. It's like it's like awesome. So Eric. Me, I, you know me. I, I was gonna say Wonder Woman, but Joshua took it. Wait, wait, Coral took. Wait, can I give it to an honorable mention? Oh, wait, do yours, and I'll think of mine. Okay. <laughs> I was just have to say my second one, which believe it or not was my second one, was All New X Men. Oh, good. My choice. first one was Wonder Woman. My second mm-hmm. one was All New X Men. I love the story. I think it was a, a great fresh take that Bendis did. You know, we were a little hesitant about the whole. Synopsis yeah. of this all new X Men. We didn't know what to expect, and for me, it just hit the ground running. And I love the whole feel of the book, and I love that I have my psycho back. I mean, Jean <laughs> Grey is psycho Jean. bitch. Yeah, yeah she they are candy cutting her, huh? They're not candy cutting. Not her at, at all. all. She is just like not that flipped hairdo. Like I'm yeah. Gidget or anything. <laughs> <laughs> she a fucking bitch. She Remember in that your issue? Head. Remember that issue where? Like Bobby's freaking out, and then he calms down and asks, "No, it's, what's what's everybody eating?" No, Warren. no, it's Warren. She's like, "What you know? Yep. What's everybody looking oh. at? What are we gonna have for lunch?" Uh-huh. And, and she like, just comes out. I took care of it. And you see, <laughs> like it's it's 
the best <laughs> shot of Jean Grey this entire time because it's her like shrouded in shadow and all you see are those green eyes, a hint of red, mm-hmm. and those bouffant curls. And I'm just like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> and I took care of Battle of the Atom was such a huge event this year and touched on her and, and the, the original yeah. X-Men and the future X-Men, including a future her. Wicked Supreme. I mean... Yeah. And My favorite got a job! <laughs> <laughs> benefit. You know, and I'll say, I think Brian Michael Bendis should get writer of the year just for finding the perfect way to bring Jean Grey back into Marvel continuity in the least offensive way possible. Yeah. Well, he said, like, I remember reading an interview when he said he was going to do the X-Men. He w- didn't want to do the X-Men unless he could write the original five. Right. And how he, when I first read that, I was like, oh, this sounds terrible. Right. And, oh, and everybody thought that. You know, we yeah. all did. And I mean, like, wow. It's even a little hokey, but he's making it work yeah. where it counts. And mm-hmm. that's we get Jean back. Oh, I get Jean back, not we. <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, okay. you get Jean back. Pat gets Madeline back. Maybe somehow I don't know. Mm. Oh, I know it, my uh, my my second uh, one. What's his? It's um, locking key. Of course. Which oh. uh, did you read the end? Yes. Yes. Okay. And none so, of us so, could talk about it. So yeah. Can. Oh wait, with Sweet Cat, it doesn't go on after. Well, but. But Brian's gonna read it. Why? He's on volume no. one. Yeah. Oh, you, you fucking bitch. Okay, let's talk about it. Wait, right. wait, wait, wait. And spoil, actually, spoiler, spoiler. Well, the ending, the finale of the whole uh, thing. You don't have to. But, I don't, I'll probably forget. Yeah, you won't. Get to it. But I'll just say that I gave it my the second ten I've ever given IGN. <laughs> it was um, it was beautiful. I really loved the way he closed it out. Yeah, and it, I really thought it was great how he 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 made it about death mm-hmm. and how you people accept that. And that death was like a cat in the morning sun. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then the whole explanation mm. went through. And I, I got like tears in my eyes. And then they went back to the well at the end to talk to his dad. And that's that's where the whole thing started. You know, that yep. he's been going through this awful post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah, it's and what him, you and I were talking about. And even in that one issue where he saw his dad in the cabinet, was it? Yes. Mm. And he was like so mad and like angry at him. And he finally, like almost the whole story is, is of Tyler maturing enough to like admit to his dad, you know, that he was wrong, and then his mm. dad might have been right, and 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 just and not even it was not that it was about who was right and wrong, but for them to be a father and son again, ah, it was so good. Yeah, mm. it was great. It was like, it was beautifully done. It, it reminded you what Lock and Key was about, like mm-hmm. Tyler losing his father and coming to terms with it. And yes, all this fantastic thing, uh, all of this like fantasy happens, like dire, you know, like they're always in dire straits. But ultimately, what it's about, it's a son grieving and coming to terms with those that, that a family grief. grieving. Not, yeah, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but they used him as like the, the main lens. Right. And it, it shows you that even though you can function, even though that you've come to a place where it doesn't utterly wreck you, there is always still this like bittersweet moment where like the dead, like so, losing someone will always hurt you. Yeah, it will always hurt you. But there comes a point in your life where you can live with that hurt, and and when you can, it's not so bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this this year in comics has been pretty amazing. I I don't know, Jared. Do you have any uh, things that have stuck out? I know, I know you um, don't read a lot. <laughs> I I wish I sat down to actually read the series, but I love Rat Queens. Uh, Rat Queens. Yes. <laughs> I did bag of candy. 
need to catch need to catch that. I, I've looked at it several times. It's like, oh, everybody loves this. I, I love that part. Just you know, purely from an artifice standpoint, just the way that the characters are designed and how they interact with each other. It's just oh, it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It is the art speed of the story is hilarious. Well, yeah. <laughs> Image as a publisher, as much as I love what Marvel's been doing, Image has been doing some amazing, amazing stuff. All of the new titles they've been cranking out. Uh, most recently, like that, and Pretty Deadly, and Sex Criminals. Sex Criminals. Oh my God, I love Sex Criminals. I mean, there's just it's 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 a golden age, I think, right now of comics in so many ways with the new technology that has digital becoming a viable you know business model, and it's working in conjunction with the direct market. I mean, like this is and brick is, and mortar stores. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm sorry, and brick and mortar store. Well, direct market is brick and mortar. Well, right? yeah, I'm, I'm just making sure. Because I know how you like to put a bitch out the pasture. Oh, please. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Only when some store owner decides to spin it. Oh, by um, the way, I need to cancel all my subs. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thanks yeah. a lot. So this is, this, is, this is the point in the podcast where uh, we have some... Can you feel the brand new day? Can you feel the brand new day? We have some very happy and also sad news. Uh, as those of you who have gotten to know Joshua since he has outed himself as as Joshua Yale, you followed his re- weekly reviews of comics on IGN, and uh, he has only done more and more to establish himself as the comics reviewer uh, expert uh, of, of of IGN. I don't know. And you have recently... Uh... Um, I was recently hired as the IGN comics editor. And I'll be moving out to L.A. in two weeks. Actually, when this airs, it'll be yep. like five days. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wow. this is huge. And I am I got the phone call when you, you guess you found out and you started calling people. And I I put it this way. I had a good feeling for you. I mean, I didn't know who else tried out. And it was a tough it was a tough audition. Right. I mean, it was a very long process, and they like flew me in. Um, you slept with what three, four people? They flew me into LA, freaking measure. I mean, do, like an on-camera test. It was crazy. <laughs> and actually, I just broke the news here because it, it won't be officially announced through IGN on January second. So this is exclusive content. Yeah. If you care about that sort of thing, no. <laughs> I mean, it's it's so. I mean, again, I I I've known Joshua for the last what I think almost, a little over three years. Uh, I was thinking back to the first memory I have of you, which is still one of my favorites, which was when you were dressed up as Robin, mm. the boy wonder, mm. at Maricon. Maricon. At Day Day's, what was that, 2011? Well, you know, we all cringe, but that's what kind of brought us all together. It really did, because I got to know all more. Yeah. I didn't meet... Jared, you were yet. just a man with a camera for me. That's right, and I had to help you with uh, Dale. <laughs> anyways, anyways, I I got to escort Joshua around in his little boy shorts uh, around the main Gay Days uh, Expo Center, which every man was sitting there staring at Joshua's ass and wanting to take dick? pictures. <laughs> sure, and wanting to take <laughs> pictures. No, I. I, uh, I I was it was a surreal moment and you were you know you were young and you know, talkative and it was it was just it was an interesting surreal way to meet someone who I have come to respect and admire as far as the 
passion that you know you've had to develop your career which you know you and i both work in simulation software technical whether that it's writing or programming you know we come from that sort of world and you've taken that next step to follow your passion and move out and take a take a stand and do this dream of yours and that is very inspiring to oh, me it's so. a disney movie no <laughs> i mean it's it's i i like i said Thank i you. it's nice you say i i i don't know that i could ever be so brave to step out of my comfort zone and do something like that you know i mean that's that takes a lot of like a you're yeah you're yeah. very courageous i i and i when i got the job i went and looked through my email and i had this i had sent my dad an email like three years ago when they had first posted the IGN comics editor position that eventually went to a guy named Joey and uh, oh who we had on the podcast oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Captain Ultimate um, and it just said you know dad this is my my dream job and I'd I, maybe if I start now I'll be able to apply and I'll get it like next year well it really took three years but <laughs> but so and he was really the big I mean I've all my friends I owe a great deal of of gratitude but he was there from the get-go mm-hmm. of, of just like backing me like every and i would call him at like all hours and just like asking questions he like give me advice and 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 he was like the first person i called when i i became a freelancer for ign like two years ago and he's the first person i like ran out um of the building at work after i got the call and i was in the car and i was like i got the job dad and and he's like a very like quiet and like subdued man he's like very serious but he was like awesome <laughs> and i was like that has come from my dad like so it was it was like a special moment but yeah i mean it's it's so cool and uh i know you're going to do a good job because i know you have that passion and you have that fierce commitment to your goals and I've seen you fight adversity and take opportunity, and you've done exactly the right thing. And uh, I mean, I'm no, I, I trust me, I've You're seen me cringe. No, I've seen so many people. No, I have to live up to now. No, 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 no pressure. But you, you just you see so many people in these positions, and they'll go, "Oh, I can't do that. I'm gonna just stick with what's safe." And that's not what you've done. I must be crazy because I really do have, like, the best friends uh, and, like, the best comic shop. Like, it's really yeah, well, the comic shop. And, like, when I met Eric, I remember, like, gosh, it wasn't even – it was before a comic shop. It was, it was called Bad, Bad Apple, Apple Bad across from UCF. And I remember I went into the shop and I'm just, like, looking for comics. I was like, oh, he's adorable. Oh, <laughs> but, like, I, oh, I was like, I think he's gay. Like, maybe we should <laughs> test it out. And, and so we started talking about – was it, like, Young Avengers or something? Young Avengers. We started, like, talking about gay this. And, and then eventually that. it was like, oh, yeah, he's so cute. He's <laughs> oh, so girl. Yeah. It oh, was, like, all out. And then mm-hmm. I – went and I never went to a comic shop before then. But then when Eric moved over there, I followed him and everything. And, and so it was uh, – uh, uh, and since then, Eric has been, like – He's been my my personal trainer, uh, my <laughs> sex therapist, my <laughs> wait a minute, what? My don't uh, worry about it. <laughs> I wrote a whole thing on your Facebook, uh, but yeah, I've just of just like everything and thank you, I uh, love you too. And you've been my mama bear Aww. the whole time, Brian. I've tried to give you good <laughs> advice, even when I'm called at odd times of the day or evening, and I'm like. Wait, what? Or when I'm at Comic-Con and I got kicked out of my room. Oh, my God. I I almost chose that as my memory of you because it was just like, wait, what? They kicked you out of your where? What? Why are you? What did Aaron do to you? Yeah. what? Show me on the doll where Aaron touched you. Everywhere. Mm. That's exactly how it goes. I don't think I need to say that Joshua and I haven't always seen eye to eye. (laughs) 
on a variety, a host, a plethora, a, a cosmic vast of like ideas. And and I remember the first time I really got to to meet you was Gay Days that year. And I remember um, I was helping Eric out. It's like, okay, and I'm going to give you the number of uh, the guy who's going to be Robin. His name is Joshua. Call him Joshua. Do not call him Josh. Like, <laughs> like, okay, that was the first thing for whatever. you. Call me Joshua, not Josh. <laughs> Which I completely understand because like, I get called Earl a lot because people don't like to say Oral. And it kind of irks me. I'm just like, my name is X. That's what I go by. It's not Earl. It's not Oral. Unless I'm drunk. (laughs) Or making out with people. And even though you and I, Joshua, are very different people, in a lot of ways, we're very similar. And we're very, in, in some ways, we're very rigid. And anytime that you and I have had, like, a disagreement, it comes off at times very hostile on my part, of course, or yours. Um, But ultimately, I've never not respected you. And for you to go and chase your dreams and and follow your bliss, and, you know, whether you being an editor for IGN is, like, the the step or there's something beyond that. Like, I I really commend you because it takes a lot of gall to say, hey, fuck this shit I'm out and you know you you have you don't really have a safety net out there and it's cool that you're saying you know what I'm I'm just gonna do this and let's see what happens and I commend you and I respect you and I wish you all the best thank you (laughs) no I do remember when we first started we would just look for an open opportunity to sass each other yeah. as much as possible. <laughs> it was almost like a reflex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I remember I remember the fateful day when I just I guess I did it too much or went too far and you were like, bitch don't ink don't always come for me. And I was like, oh maybe I shouldn't <laughs> and you know I was but, you know oh, we still give it to each other. Yeah. But I feel like there's more like love in it now than there was <laughs> I, I when think... we were like two opposing forces like butting heads. Like, I think it's... like Emma and Jean mm-hmm. ish. Not right. that I would ever call Wanda myself. Wanda and Janet. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, I look at it as, as this. I think in the beginning, you and I came from do- two different places. Like group therapy. Sorry, go ahead. Well, no, <laughs> I just think that we came from two different places and we didn't really understand each other. And over time, we we kind of figured out who the other was. And in doing so we came to this like mutual ground yeah. it's like it's highlander and we're on hollowed ground and we're not gonna fight oh yeah there, but there can be only one and bitch <laughs> you walk down a dark alley i'm gonna take you out <laughs> Lord, Lord, you. Lord. okay can i just say something of course okay. you can there's something I always wanted to say to you. Oh, God. Oh, boy. That, no, what, no, is it always. that his toes are weird? Because no. your toes are weird. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Look it's at him. I know, too. I know. Nine it's inches. What? <laughs> There's something you've done for me that I never thanked you for. I was, before the night we went to Lady Gaga, I was very much married, didn't really do anything. And when you took me out that night, you opened up a world for me. And you taught me to live. That no matter how how old I was, I can live and have fun. 
And I don't know how I could ever thank you for that. Because you let my relationship with Oral blossom, my relationship with Jared blossom, this whole thing with Brian, everything blossom. And for me, in my heart of hearts, I believe it stemmed from that. So I want to thank you for that. We're going out to Lady Gaga. Taking me for Lady Mother Gaga. Mother Monster. Oh. <laughs> thank you. Aww. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I have nothing. <laughs> no, no, no. I am massaging your brain, <laughs> reaching deep inside you. Let's see. The, the first memory I have of Joshua, um, I was with Eric when he first opened up the uh, comic shop sequel oh, that's right. inside of Gray's Bookstore. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Oh, God. <laughs> and you came by and brought him lunch. Uh, I forget. It was some sort of sandwich and bag of chips and whatnot. And I remain hungry, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but uh, but anyways, um, that was the first time I met Joshua, but uh, probably the most prominent memory I have is when you had commissioned me to do a Christmas gift for Drew. Oh, oh yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking back to it now and just, you know, my my art style has um, exceeded what I thought was great back then. <laughs> but uh, I, I, do, uh, I do relish in having that opportunity to make something that had sentimental value. He still has that on his wall. Drew loves it. <laughs> was that, I, I mean, I don't know, was that one of your first commissions or had you done mm. a bunch of them? I don't know. I had done a bunch before. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um. I remember I brought it to um, it was like Office Max or something because I needed a copy uh-huh. of it, and the guy was like, "Ooh, that's a little too racy for me." <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't even make the copy, huh? Did he he make... did. He handed it off to his, his buddy, oh, and he Lord. took care of it. <laughs> well, and, then and the... I was also on a first date with somebody, uh-huh. and I was like, "Oh, if we're in your office space. We need to do this." And so I wouldn't let him look at it because I thought it would be too much to explain on the first uh-huh. date. <laughs> right, right. There's a lot going on in the post. There's a lot of inner meanings and things. Yeah, but he saw it anyway. And that stemmed the awesome relationship that you're in today. Womp, womp, womp. Oh, wait. Isn't marriage legal in California? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, God damn it. I can be tied down. Well, that's a whole other story. If you beat me to the altar, I'll beat you down. <laughs> now, if there's one quality you have, Joshua, it's persistence. And I have to admire that about you. Thank that's you. so true. Tell that to my non-existent boyfriend. <laughs> Well, no, sometimes the most driven people have a hard time being yes. with other people yes. because it competes. This for is the why resources. your mama bears because you make my awful personality. <laughs> you like you like apologize for Self-centered it. Self-centered son You're of like, a bitch. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't even have to say it. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I understand it. Like, no, Josh, you're I, right. Yeah. I well, no, we've talked. I mean, yeah. we've had some really honest discussions where you realize that there were parts of your personality that are coming across the wrong way. And I knew enough of you to know that that was it was you coming off the wrong way, not that you meant to be like I'm you were being evil. perceived. I'm just of course. Joshua, yeah. take you it know. this way. At least he didn't try to set you up because we all know how that worked out. <sighs> oh, wait, I never heard this story. We'll talk about it after. Uh, the show. <laughs> we need we need flame now, on untucked. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say this. Your absence will leave a, a void gaping hole. I was trying to avoid that thing. Oh, <laughs> I took the one. Okay. Your absence will leave a void in this this local universe here. And I have to say, a more 
powerful presence might take force somewhere. We don't see it right now, but I'm just dreading it right now. Oh, God. When the, when the question is gone. The answer Power has arrived. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Whoever and that answer is Jeff. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah. Whoever yeah. comes on has to be nicknamed the answer. <laughs> oh God! Well, again, I, I, I'm very glad. And and I say we say all this like he's going away and he is leaving. But rest assured that whether it be a occasional guest spot. Or a brief mention of us in passing. Whatever it is, we know we won't lose touch with you. Right. I will be Skyping in to play yes. some Bodhi gay. Yes. I mean, this is not goodbye, but rather just so long. I mean, I don't know how that works. but yeah. um, You bet I'm going to visit. I'm going to come back from MegaCon, from Gay Days. Well, yeah, because they'll pay for it, I hope. <laughs> I mean, it's a business expense. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so. I mean. Does anything big happen at MegaCon worth covering? I'll find something. Yeah, please find something. <laughs> um, but really, I mean, I see this as our Flame On family. As much as we've added, you know, Pat certainly has been a huge part of it. Drew, uh, everybody, Jacob, everybody we've had on throughout the years. You know, this is the family right here, the five of us. Uh, original five or whatever. Uh, oh, the, yeah, oh, there you go. We're the first class. We're, yeah, and, and so as much as this chapter is ending, I I do feel like that we will. I mean, we will continue, and we will be sort of reborn, maybe in a different way in the next month or two. And uh, I'm excited. Like dark Phoenix Saga coming. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Flame On season four. Fucking can't stand you, bitches. So glad that Orange is the new spandex slash drag is the new black. <laughs> Take it off. <laughs> I love that you did. Oh my god. But um, but I mean this this we started this here with us. So I am sad that we will be losing part of that. But uh, again, making me a part of it has always been. I it wouldn't it would have been completely different if I had if any one of us had not been there. I don't even know what it would have been. I don't I don't think it would have worked as well. Less interesting. Certainly. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I said this before. I feel like sometimes when Joshua is not here, it is to me a challenge. It's more of a challenge. And it is a little to me less interesting. Not that you're yeah, ever whoever's here left isn't Ooh, interesting. I'm not saying I love it. I I'm love it. saying I remember I, he's going to be gone, woman. Oh, already decided I am the new enemy. I know it. I know it. Girl, girl you just got an ally. ally. Yeah. <laughs> it's not my fault. It's like I got you a white pointy hat on me or something. Look, I mean, you, <laughs> there have been multiple occasions where I'm just like, oh, did this bitch just really make a March on Selma joke? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. It is crack not made, ass it is cracker. Not made out of hate. It's made out of love. No, but I, I, I'm... I'm very, 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 very proud of you. You know that. Yeah. We all are. Thank you. Yeah, thank so. you. Can you guys just make fun of me for a second? I'm not used to all this positive attention. I know, right? What was that thing? Was it you <laughs> Why are your toes so fucked up? <laughs> thank you. I feel it's better. It's like, a, like a, a hobbit foot. <laughs> Without the hair? not a Brazilian. <laughs> it is just, I mean, they look deformed. It's like I would dissect it in biology class, AP, because it's like fucked up feet. Pig fetus. <laughs> I don't know. My ex-boyfriend had toes just like yours. Where, where is he today? Oh, my God. That sounds uh, somewhat creepy. It's just a statement. Just Can you do it like statement. Mr. Whisper? 
Huh? Can you say it like Mr. Whisper would have said it? Mr. Whisper. Isn't that the guy's name? Little. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Anyways, for the last time, for oh. me anyways, Flame Off. Thanks for listening to Flame On, a podcast made possible by Powder Milk Biscuits, the ones in the blue box, a comic shop, and the generous support of tops and bottoms like you. If you want to be one of our sugar daddies, you can help out by telling a cute single friend about us, reviewing us on iTunes, or putting some dollars down our digital G-string in our monthly support drive. For more ridiculously entertaining and socially enlightening episodes of Flame On, as well as other fine programs, head on over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to Flame On and all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via iTunes. And be sure to find us on Twitter at Flame On Podcast or Facebook on our Flame On fan page. And make sure to check out flameonshow.com for more nerdy queer in your ear. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.